Oh, wow. You know, it's just, it's never going to get better at the beginning. No, it's never going to be good ever. Really not. How do you, one day, maybe we'll just be like, welcome to our podcast. This is Between the Crimes with Jenna and Celia. And we just talk a lot of shit about people who have murdered people. Just record that and just play it at the beginning like of all just of routinely. And even if it's bad, yeah, we just it. stick with it. We're just like, full well, send. It's better than our other options we were talking about earlier with the uh, impromptu opera. That's true. Opera would be good, I feel like. It'll be spooky opera. That's good, right? Mm. That makes it better? Yeah. I mean, it's something. It would be something. I think we should. Um, This is our sixth podcast, which means... We've done it for technically five weeks now, right? Yeah, because the first one we got excited about it. We did two because we were just like so excited about what we just did. But I think that's why, I think that still means we've done it for six weeks. No, it was five. But the first recording is five, isn't it? Yeah. Five weeks because two of them were on the first. Yeah, and then like our profile starts with episode two. So. Yeah. All with the wrong names, and it's all inconsistent and lovely. Well, but... luckily, everything's been changed. And so now, it just says, like, our previous episodes just say episode two, episode three, episode four. Mm-hmm. And starting with this episode is where I took your advice, and we put the names of the crimes. Gotcha. Which I feel like will be good. Yeah. And then people can search, because that's what I... Because I didn't even think about that. I was researching a murder... And literally to find some of the research, I you look by the name by of the, the name, murder, yeah, which makes a lot more sense. So I would instead of like finding some podcasts and then like scrolling all the way to the bottom yeah. to see if they have yours. Well, like with my favorite murder, I really love their podcast. And in order to find like an episode about a certain person or a certain murderer or something, I have to like open the details, open the details, yeah. open the details, and like read about it, or I have to Google too much. it. Too much. Who has time for that? Not me. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I do. I just I absolutely think. have time for it. Yeah. I just pretend I don't have time ever. Me with every responsibility. <laughs> I, I, have. Have. I don't have time. Don't have time. Bye, no, Sard. When I literally was just thinking about something, I don't even know what I had to do, but it was like something that I needed to like, I think I needed to go to like Golden West or something. And I'm like, when are we going to even do that? Like when? when? When would we have time to stop by the bank of all places? Like, literally any day ever <laughs> what i don't feel like i'm fine no you don't it never feels like enough time you know what i mean how do you know what's fucking funny about that how do these people find all the time to murder <laughs> who has the time i mean that? especially the serial killers where it's like so premeditated right like israel keys no oh, i'm gonna talk God. about israel keys in every episode that we have because i i don't love him i love his that sounds bad too. <laughs> I, don't I love his story. His story's <laughs> wacky though. Yeah, it's really bad. So, is the Israel Key story the one we were able to keep or the one we lost? I don't remember. We'd have to go back. You think? We could I don't want to go back because then I have to hear it. Oh, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> oh my god, no. Okay, so I did want to talk about um, some crazy shit in the news. I don't know if everybody listening is interested in true crime. I hope that many are, but if you're not. There is a crazy case called the Lacey Peterson case. Um, it's very similar, in my opinion, to the Chris Watts and what the hell was his family's? What was her name? God damn it. Chris Watts and, Remember, and the, the lady. One, he was the one who put him in the oil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the kids. Oh, that was awful. This one's kind of similar. The one that always makes me think of Chris Pratt. Yes. 
Um, and that's the one. But where, it's not Chris Pratt. And Chris Watts is the one that is in prison, and people are like writing him love letters, mm. which makes him want to throw up. Yeah, gross. What kind of person do you have to be to just be like, I'm gonna initiate a relationship with somebody who murdered their entire family? Like, that sounds like a win for me in <laughs> my life. Smart, really smart. And that, like, what kind? Yeah. Anyways, whatever. So the Lacey Peterson case was um, a young woman whose husband killed her basically and nice i think with this one i don't think her body was ever maybe it was i don't know i'm making stuff up at this point but she was eight months pregnant and so part of the trial was like it was kind of like two murders because in murdering her he also killed his unborn child which is really messed up and he was sentenced back when all this happened and the case came to a close he was sentenced to life in prison and then they also go in to deliberate on whether he'll get the death penalty and because of the nature of the crime, he was sentenced to the death penalty. And just recently, like earlier this month, I want to say, his death sentence verdict was overturned. Why? I think they basically argued that he didn't get a fair trial. Oh, well, she didn't get a fair death. Yeah. So and I'm just go like, away. And they basically blamed it on like um, jury selection that like because jury selection is very particular in the sense right. that like. It has to be unbiased people. Like, it has to be a balanced ratio because it's supposed to be a, a jury of your peers. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you're, which this happens all the time, so it's a bad example, but if you're an African-American man, it can't just be an all-white, all-old man right. jury because that's not it's your... It's not supposed to be. It's not supposed to be. It is often, but that's not, like, your peers. Mm-hmm. So they're basically arguing that Scott Peterson didn't get a jury of his peers. And because of that the Supreme Court overturned his death penalty case and her family is, like, brokenhearted. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which, like, some people are saying, like, what's the big deal? Like, he's still serving life in prison. But I think it's just, like, the thought, you know what I mean? Like, some part of the trial was overturned, which could lead other people to be like, well, should other portions of it, did he get a fair trial in the rest of it? So I just wanted to... This, and then to be the family and, like, want it to be just done and over with. Oh, God, my mom coming in clutch. She commented, Shanann? Yeah, Shanann Watts. Mm. That was the wife of Chris Watts that we were, like, some lady. So, yeah. And, like, my grandma commented and said that they upheld his conviction, which, I mean. Your family's really just in the loop. I love it. They are in the loop. I love that. It's so good. I don't know. I just feel so conflicted, like. Some people feel conflicted on the death penalty in general, but I really, truly just felt like there are certain people, like, killing your unborn child is just, like, ew, next level. Well, then you're gonna love my case this week. Well, that's, I'm excited. We'll get there, we'll get there. And then I wanted to just talk about, this is, like, super random, but I've been watching a ton of documentaries, and everybody watches, like, not everybody, a lot of people watch true crime documentaries on, like, Netflix and stuff. But I've been, like, digging in deep on HBO documentaries, and me mm. and you talked about the Nexium documentary. Oh, I want to see that one so bad. I've seen the um, episode on Hulu. It's, like, Colt and other Colt. extreme beliefs or yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. That one's really good. It's crazy. It's scary. Cults in general are just so interesting because they target, like, just really, like, vulnerable, vulnerable people. struggling people that just want to be a part of a group, and they just... It's awful. Um, let's see. Um, so I wanted to talk about the fact that HBO has so many documentaries. 
that I've watched in like the last couple years. One of the best ones is um, I Love You Now Die. I've never heard of that. Oh my god, that case. So it's this case about um, this young couple. I want to say they're like in high school and they are like in a normal relationship and basically like he's really suicidal the boyfriend and they're like young kids Mm -hmm. and he like always says how he wants to kill himself and she basically continuously texts him like saying like why don't you just do it and the argument is that she was only saying it because she didn't know what to do and she didn't know how to how to feel and that she loved him so much that if he wants to do it, then, like, I yeah. supp- I love him enough to let him do it. Yeah. And so at the end of it all, like, I'm going to just completely spoil it. But what's interesting in the documentary is just, like, all the backstory and, like, the different sides of it. Mm-hmm. Like, whether you can be convicted for agreeing with somebody or maybe even pushing them to do something when you didn't pull the trigger, you didn't make them do anything is this a this might i might be dumb but is this the same one where it was like he was in the car and she was oh she was like texting him was like yes go ahead just do it like see if i care kind of thing and it was almost kind of like she was getting mad like at him for like you said you were gonna do it and you're not doing it yeah so there's a documentary about that one i've heard about that but i've never seen it it's so good and then there's another one it's like the oh my god i'm gonna say his name wrong but it's like the adnod adnod case that there was a one of the most famous true crime podcasts called I want to say it's uh now I don't know podcasty podcast I'm gonna Google it while I'm talking but it was one of the it's literally what got true crime so famous um because it was just like so like podcasts were just getting big and true crime was still kind of like in the gutter like a weird thing that people why do you like that (laughs) yeah and so this gal did a case on or did a podcast I should say on this case and it's just like this twisted this guy everybody has different opinions of it but he basically in my opinion did not get a fair trial he was coerced and people that were witnesses were coerced into saying that he did it and putting him in places that he wasn't there wasn't physical evidence to support this and he's in prison for the rest of his life now and so this podcast opened up this whole world of like you know this is we should talk about this is a young kid that went to prison for the rest of his life or something that i can see why people think he did it but the evidence wasn't there it just wasn't there and now he's in prison so Mm. yeah if anybody's interested in really crazy true crime really well done true crime documentaries hbo i'm a sucker for really not well done documentaries like that's fair um i was watching netflix the other night and it was the nurses who kill i kind of told you about it a little bit yeah it's like i mean it's fine it's not like poorly done but it's all a lot of the like um dramatized reenactments yeah. that oh, repeat yeah. the same that scene and like, you're like back in the Ooh. i say back in the day like we're so old but like do you remember like being like i don't know if this was your life but my life was watching like snapped on oh, oxygen yeah. and just like the really just ridiculous narrator narrating I these love like that. love relationships gone wrong and just like they and they snap. always repeat the same like and then what happened next kind of like stuff. exactly i love that um i'm responding to some of the comments asking about the shit that i'm talking about that i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> um Sorry, 
Okay, so then that's something I want to talk about. I also had some like housekeeping items just about our podcast in general. So one thing I wanted to say is we're gonna really try really fucking hard to do this at the same time. We're so not great at that. And then even when we pick a time, we're like, but I gotta, I gotta pee first. I gotta, I gotta do this first. And then we're like, what about our notes? I gotta like look at them a hundred more times. I need a refill. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we're not great at starting on time, but we're going to get better. Because I, I feel like consistency is really important in, like, building that kind of, like, relationship with people that are interested in what we're talking about. Relationship. Really I know. I've so, never been in a couple of those. Yeah, I mean, well, it takes some time, <laughs> girl. Maybe that's my problem. Consistency. <laughs> maybe. It's just, what a weird life we live, you know? Anyways. So we're going to try to do that consistently but I've never done anything consistently in my life so there's no promises there um so I also shared this on my personal Facebook for the first time ever which makes me want to throw up yeah I wouldn't do that thank you for not tagging me I'm really scared my family is so nice about it and they're so supportive and they're like honey you're so good you're so good and my boyfriend's like you gotta believe in yourself we're like like, But my self-esteem is, like, negative 10,000. Like, I talked about that in therapy, so we're working on it, but damn. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. I posted, here's our awful podcast. Click here if you want to listen to it, but... You can share it if you want, but only with people that you know won't judge me. Yeah, that's all If you think that the person that you might share it with is kind of mean, please don't. Because I just... I'm sensitive. My worst nightmare, and, like, maybe if we get more people listening that I'll become less sensitive to this, but I can just imagine somebody being like, what the fuck are these girls talking about? Like, they just blabber. I don't know either. And I'm like, what am I ever talking about? Like, welcome to my world, you know? Yeah. Okay. It's fine. So, another thing I wanted to say is that normally what I've been doing is we're doing our live show on Saturday night, and then pretty immediately after, I just publish... The recording like I download the recording from our live show mm-hmm. and I just publish that bitch right away right on boom there you but go world I was like wait maybe this isn't like the most professional and maybe I could like take a minute of my life to like listen to the recording and make sure it's not fuzzy and make sure there's no background noise and that I can cut out and if like, I say something insensitive you can yeah that's my worst take nightmare. that right out it's my worst nightmare it's just like offending people I listen to My Favorite Murder a lot, and they have, like, a whole bit at the beginning of their episode where they're like, okay, so we said sociopaths are awful people, and now I'm realizing that that's pretty that's insensitive. <laughs> and I'm like, ugh, I'm really bad at apologies. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm never going to be able to be, like, making, like, an apology post, if mm-hmm. I, like, to the five people who listen to us. I'm so sorry, all of you. Yeah, exactly. But I could not, I'm just not there. Uh, I don't it's so, terrifying. Cut it out. So I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Um, so congrats if you miss our live show, because you missed a shit show, and then I will probably post them on Thursdays, I can't decide between Wednesday and Thursday of the following week, but it'll just depend on, like, when I can get the audio edited and stuff, and then I'll post them, and then they'll be on our, and that's gonna be your job, because I don't do anything with computers or Because I like stuff like that. I don't, and I'm glad some people do. Yeah. It'll be good, hopefully. Or it'll be atrocious. Either way. I'm here for the show. I'm here for it. If you're here for it, then buckle up. Um, the last thing. Oh, this is like a. I have a qualm with the people oh. that listen to our podcast. I'm sorry, do you? I really do. I have a qualm. I wrote it in such a way that I said, 
I keep saying, tell us your favorite crimes, and I'm being very serious. <laughs> Please tell us your favorite crimes. Okay, but to be fair, my sister has come through. She She's has given come me through. quite a few. She has. She gave me this one today. I applaud her for that, because it's Shout really, out. this is like, let me just whine about my life for a little bit. But Some like, more. it's just really hard sometimes to like, find them. It's like or I find too many, and then to pick one. Yes. I have the worst memory. Like, I hear things, and I'm like, wow, that's fucking whack. And then, like, the next week, I'm like, what was that? Like, Christmas. And then you try to find it, and you Google, like, girl who died outside with um, friend by her. (laughs) And then nothing comes up, and you're like, well, dang it, that's a missed opportunity. So, not that I want to steal anyone's thunder, but it's really, it's A, helpful, because it's really quick to, like, look up something Mm -hmm. that somebody has suggested, and then, like, make notes on it. But also... If we have people that, like, really like listening to us, whether they're family or friends or even random people, I want to be able to include their interests in our podcast. Yeah. So if anybody's listening, likes true crime like my mom does and my grandma and my dad and all of our friends that have been listening, I would like for them to think of a crime that they remember in their life that is just wacky. Like... Prime example. Big or like, little. Yeah, it can be like the most ridiculously overdone case because we're just going to sit here and blabber about it anyways. Yeah. Or it could be like something like where you grew up or where a friend told you about it. I think it'd be so cool because we'll like get more like ideas. See, look at my grandma's giving us ideas in the we comments. My grandma's coming in clutch and I'm adding her post to our podcast ideas, which right now is at. 24 ideas, which I love. So I'm making a comment on my sheet that says my grandma gave me this because I love that. Hey, that's all the stuff I had to talk about. Do you have any cool stuff? Mm, I think you pretty much got it. We talked about, before we started live, we talked about our podcast name. Oh, yeah. It's changed like five times by now. It Um, has changed. It's, I think, three. Um, yes. Can we just talk about how really hard it is to pick a podcast, like a cute, like, quirky, name. like, different? We're not like other podcasts. <laughs> yeah, we want to be so different. Um, but it's not easy to find a podcast name these days that is has to do taken? with crime because everyone has it. I thought of so many good ideas. And I'm like, wow, so original, so smart, so funny. Seriously, and we thought taken. of one, like, this one was going to be the best because it, notoriously on this podcast, we are drinking. I mean, yeah. it's just casual. Like, it's a Saturday night. Like, I'm here to have some wine and some... Currently, we're having mimosas at 6.20 p.m. Oh, shit. And 6.20. So, we thought of the quirkiest name for our podcast, which was um, Guilty Party. Taken. Because how I cute felt like a that? genius, too. We no. were thinking of something that would be so cute, because, like, guilty, like a guilty verdict. We were sitting here just spitballing. We were like, guilty. Oh, they were so guilty, bad. Guilty person. Guilty, um, crimey, guilty conscience. Crimey, crimey, crimey cases. <laughs> crimey, crime, crime, crimeology. We were making up words. The art of being murdered. It was insane. That's actually a good one. I don't I, think I said that one. <laughs> I love that. It was insane. So uh, we finally started, like, yeah. finally we started to, like, give up. We were just like, whatever. We'll just have a stupid name for the rest of our lives. And then I was searching podcasts i was this is embarrassing (laughs) i was searching podcasts that had like crime and wine in the name crime and wine that's a good one i just said that so i was searching for this and then i stumbled like farther down and all i was getting was like wine podcasts and then i 
found somebody's thing that said read between the lines and I was like, wait. That could work. Lines, crimes. And so And we we talk about stuff between the crimes. Well that's kinda what I like because we talk about two different crimes. Mm-hmm. And so it's like in between the crimes, we literally chit chat and we talk about theories and we get to talk about what we think and the evidence and so I'm like, it's really fitting. I like it. So, yeah, our podcast name has changed. I hope that it stays this way this time. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And you will know. Yeah. That's true. Oh, Um, last housekeeping. I'm sorry. It's okay. We have a betweenthecrimes at gmail.com. Oh, we do. So, this isn't obviously for, like, friends and family that are listening right now, but this is more to hope that maybe one day it's not just our friends and family (laughs) and that maybe people will want to tell us shit via email. Between so, the crimes, gmail.com. Yeah, pretty easy. All right. So, do you want to go first? Maybe yeah. I want to go first. Mm. You go first. I'll go first. Why not? I feel like you always go first, and I like I it. I know. Like I feel that. like it's getting routine now. I just like it. it and fits. I'm like, now we can't switch it up because it'll be like, what? I don't think anybody will care. Nobody would even notice. Just, just, me. just go. <laughs> okay. So, my crime is the murder of Jonathan Luna. This was from 2003, and he was a assistant oh my god i say this wrong every single time he was an assistant united states attorney so he was pretty high up he was working for the federal government but he wasn't like the big dog he was the assistant right to the big dog but as an assistant he does pretty much a lot of the heavy legwork and he tries his own cases so it's not like he's only helping with cases He, he has his own he does things exactly he's important he does stuff sometimes. He does a lot of stuff, for cool. sure. So, oh my god, sometimes I write notes and I look at them and I'm like, well, what am I saying? Jonathan Luna's murder is a jaw-dropping mystery <gasps> that remains unsolved even though it's been nearly 17 years. The drama. Isn't that just so, like, that's so snapped. Yeah, I love <laughs> like, that. That's Oxygen <laughs> TV right there. He had a wildly successful career and a beautiful family. I thought this was crazy. His wife was, so he's an assistant U.S attorney mm-hmm. and his wife is an obstetrician so she's oh. like a doctor i don't not gonna lie i don't know what an obstetrician is but it sounds medical isn't that like babies and stuff or like no i think that's maybe like OBGYN. i don't know yeah it sounds right though yeah Thank so you. i'm gonna take your word for it so they're obviously making an okay amount of money and so the night that all of this went down is he was at his office in baltimore and he was working on a really high profile case and he called one of his coworkers like around 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. to be like so basically the case he was working on in court cases there's trials and there's motions that need to be put in mm-hmm. and you have deadlines for these things like mm-hmm. if you're going to put a motion to remove a juror it needs to be done by 7 a.m. tomorrow per se yeah. so he had like a huge deadline for like his start of the trial that was due the next day like oh cram session like legitimately so at 9 p.m he's still at the office he calls one of his buddies i think it's a co-worker and he says like i've got this shit due tomorrow like i'm gonna have to bring my work home with me like this is insane yeah and so this is like a federal facility and so he's got like a key card that lets him into the different doors because they're secure and when Hopefully, you, yeah. you would hope, <laughs> yeah. right? And when you have these key cards, they like keep track like electronically. So it's not just like mm-hmm. a magnet. Like it, it knows who's coming mm-hmm. in and out. And like it goes to like the security system. So they have records of him leaving the office at eleven thirty eight PM on the night of December third. 
So after leaving, he hops on I-95 and heads northeast. He comes across a bunch of toll roads. And so this is Baltimore, Maryland. And all of those states, the, like the little small states around there, they all have toll roads. Like toll roads on toll roads. And so it's kind of like in Utah where you have like the um, carpool lane. Mm-hmm. And they're, like you can have that pass in your car that just like makes you but, pay the yeah. money. So they have, like, those for toll roads that, like, auto-charge your card for the toll. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to stop and talk to the attendant. Nice. And so he uses, it's called an easy pass. So he uses his easy pass, which allows him to pay for tolls without stopping. So during his route, he stops in an ATM. This is at about 12.57 a.m., so just under an hour after he left. So he doesn't live this, he's not heading home. Like, he's not leaving the office and going home, like he told his coworker. He's, like, mm. heading, like, in some wacky, like, jig, like zigzag kind of route, and it's really weird. So, he stops at 1257 at an ATM, and he withdraws $200 from his ATM account, and then he continues on his route for two more hours, so now we're at, what, 257? So, almost three in the morning, yeah. and he stops again to fill up his car with gas, and so one of like the mysteries here is like where is he even going like what the hell is he doing right so i was like looking up this case on reddit like i like to do because then you get real people's like opinions on what's Mm -hmm. going on and somebody actually plotted the roots of this map like based on the tolls i love that all investigators out there basically it's so good like these people like there are seriously people that are like no really really care that route that's insane and that's like literally what he said so he said, basically, instead of going from point A to point B, he went, like, just zigzag all over the place, which is really weird. So it all kind of comes to a close at 530 in the morning. So this is now December 4th. His body was found laying face down in a creek. He was dead. Um, his car was perched precariously on the edge of the creek. So imagine... This is, like, a big hill, and, like, the creek is, like, at the bottom of the hill, kind of. Like, mm-hmm. two hills on either side that kind of okay. meet at the creek. Yeah. And the road is maybe off to the right. And so it's, like, he drove his car, like, towards Real the close. creek. And it's, like, perched on the edge, like, precariously. Oh. Like, he didn't go in, but it could go in. And so his body was found underneath the car on, the, like, on the edge of the creek. with was face down in the water under the engine. Hmm. Isn't that, like, how the fuck? Do you end up? I don't, I'm trying to, like, figure out, like, would he have jumped? Would he have, but then, like, how would he get out of his car without it, like, tipping over the edge? Yeah. The whole thing is weird. And so I guess it's not, like, so precarious that, like, if you touch it, it's going to fall. But still, it's like, what the fuck? Not. How does your Not where someone would park. No. (laughs) Not at all. So when they find his body, um, it looks like the car could topple over. He was still wearing his work suit, and he had been stabbed 36 times with his own pocket knife. Oh. He also had a slight so head injury. So it's not suicide. Well, that's the thing. Is like, so his cause of death was determined to be homicide. Well, the manner of death was homicide, and the cause of death was drowning. Oh, so it he really drowned him. The creek. He really, the creek. he really drowned in that creek. He drowned in that creek, I said. He did. And so what's crazy is like, so what happened to him? Like, how did, where was he going? How did he end up here? Yeah. Why? So in order to figure this out, we kind of have to go back through the timeline. And like, so basically we have this basic info about like when he left, where he stopped. We only have these like pinpoints on a map. 
But once they find his body, they start investigating and looking for DNA and looking for evidence. So let's kind of go back. Okay. So he leaves the office on the night of the 3rd at 11.38. What's interesting is he leaves his office and goes to the parking garage to get in his car. So he has a really awful eyesight, like really Same. bad eyesight. And his glasses, like the glasses he literally needs to drive, are on the ground in the parking garage outside of his car. Can I make a theory already? Yes. Somebody else, like, approached him, took his, like, made him get also in the car. Mm -hmm. Like, the passenger. Like, held him hostage, kind of? Yeah, and was like, we're driving, and I'm driving your car. And then they drove, and then he, for some reason, killed him. Okay, I like that theory. Let's stick with it. And let's consider some of the other crazy shit, because you're about to be like, I don't understand any of this. So, he leaves the parking garage, he heads on I-95 Northeast, just like we talked about, and he's using the easy pass, like we discussed. Somewhere along the toll roads, like halfway through his destination, he stops using the easy pass. So is this something you have to, like, personally scan, or Mm -hmm. is it it just does, like the car wash? It's like the car wash, and it goes up under your mirror, kind of. Got it. Because so it would have made a difference if somebody had to, like, pull out a car or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not at all. So it just, like, it automatically, doesn't. like, registers, like, magnetic Bing. or whatever. Yeah. So somewhere on the road, he stops using it and instead starts using cash. And it's like, okay. what's the thought there? Is he trying to conceal where he's going? So. Or somebody else is trying to conceal it. Exactly. So he gets these tickets when he goes because it's like um, you pay in cash and then they give you the receipt, right? Mm-hmm. And a bunch of those receipts were found in the backseat of his car. So they know that he wasn't using his easy pass. He paid with cash. And one of the receipts had a, a spot of blood on it. His blood. Mm. Which is interesting because that would mean... Because he was assaulted. He might I have been assaulted. I'm just like... Solving murders. No, it's true. Like, it it makes you feel like he was already bleeding. Yeah. On the route. He probably was hit over the head or something in the parking lot when they went to take over his car. Which would explain the head wound. Yeah. So, it it continues. So, now, like, we, you remember he stopped at the ATM and pulled out $200, Mm -hmm. which is, like, not really a lot. Like, it's not a survivable amount if, like, you're gonna run away or something. Do some shady stuff. Yeah, dip out of town. Like, so, they, what's weird is, like, so you had the theory of the parking garage, maybe he was abducted and, yeah. like, forced to go on this route. Mm-hmm. But why would he get... So he gets out of the car, goes up to the ATM, and he's alone. And he pulls out well, money I mean, from the ATM. Yeah, somebody's really scary, and, like, if you don't come back, I'll shoot you. And so the funny thing that you say that is I made a note that said, basically, like, if we could see what he looked like on the footage, it would help us understand this more. Like, when he went up there, is he, like, happy-go-lucky, just trying well, to... Well, is there footage of it? Well, there is, but we'll talk about that. Oh, okay. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> okay, so he is caught on camera withdrawing money. Some say this discredits the thought that he was abducted while leaving his office. If he was abducted, why would he calmly remove money from the ATM and get back in his car where the perpetrator would have been waiting for him? So maybe they were like, wait, did he have a family or kids or something? Yeah, he had a wife and Maybe kids. they were like, well, if you don't go do this, I'll go back to your house and kill your family. That's true. And then he'd be like, well, shit, you can have $200. And, but if you think about that, what a weird amount, $200, yeah. when he's a lawyer. Yeah. Wouldn't you feel like they'd be, like, withdrawing as much? Four grand. Mm-hmm. Or ten grand. However much you can take out. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't But then maybe, I don't know. Go on, go on. Okay, okay. Go on. <laughs> maybe he pulled out, I guess I don't know the exact timeline, because a lot of the evidence is not um, shared publicly. Mm. And mm. maybe he pulled out the money to use on the toll roads. Mm. That could be a thing, too. Who knows? Anyways, so 
After the ATM, he continues on his route for two more hours and he gets to the gas station that we talked about. He uses a debit card to get gas, but get this. Um, the evidence shows that he bought two tanks worth of gas while he was there. So, like, two cars, because you can't just, like, save everything. Well, I mean, if you had a can, I guess. But you would think they would but, find it. Yeah. So he got, he bought gas for somebody. You can go. Okay. Jenna has to pee, so I'm going to keep talking <laughs> without her here. Um, so he stops at the gas station, and he buys two tanks worth of gas here, which, like, it brings up the question, like, did he do this because he was a good Samaritan? Did he meet somebody at the gas station? And, um... Oh my gosh, my dogs. Okay, everybody out. Thank you. So when he's at the gas station, I have the question of like, basically the surveillance video of this encounter probably exists, but we don't have access to it as the public. So I'm questioning whether maybe he was being a nice person and bought gas for somebody that was there. Maybe they asked him and he didn't have money. Maybe he was forced to buy another tank of gas and Jenna made the comment of maybe he put gas in a tank but if that was the case I feel like we would have found it so basically with all this evidence we kind of have the question of like where is this going like what happened to him and we have so much contradictory evidence that's like he went on the toll roads and he used his easy pass but then he didn't he went to the ATM so maybe he got abducted but then he was alone so it's like we don't understand what's happening here so let's discuss his body. So he has 36 stab wounds, right? That's, I feel like that's like a crime of passion. Oh, I'm back. Hi, <laughs> sorry. Welcome back, I just popped back in after I let the dogs in. I'm so professional. You're okay. I don't. Um, what are you going to do? Live shows are just going to be. It's going to be like this. Get, get over it or get out. You're going to hear puking cats. You're going to hear all kinds cats of cats. Kind of like it is gross. It's a lot. It's a life of a. <laughs> You have a cat now. Yes, no, he pukes a lot. It's so nasty. But back to the stabs. Oh, 36. Seems very passionate. It does, but... Like, you wouldn't just do that if you just, like... You were just robbing a guy. Yeah, I feel like you would, like, slit their throat. Or my confusion here is, like... Where is the... I don't know where the stab person was. The thing is, he stabbed with his own pocket knife. So it's like... It's not like he did it himself. Who abducted him without... Their own weapon Their own weapon. Like, okay, so... The interesting thing about stab wounds in an autopsy is anything that is below a certain amount of millimeters, not inches, millimeters, has to be considered a stab wound. So, oh, let's look at what, Are they not, like, real stabs? Are they, like, little folks? pretty much. Not all of them, but... So, here's my notes. Some of these wounds were incredibly superficial. One person on the case described them as hesitation wounds. Think back to the Robert Wong case with the knife. The oh, autopsy yeah. examiner in that case said the knife on at the crime scene couldn't have created those wounds because they would have had to hesitate when stabbing. So it's kind of that same concept of basically like the hesitating knife. the same amount every time. Yeah, is that how these ones were? Well, I know in Robert Wong it was, but they're not like so comparable. It's just like what it made me think of is the Robert right. Wong case where it's almost like why would you not put the whole thing in if you're well, gonna do it? You're gonna think this is crazy. Basically. It's like, did he do it himself? Did he? You could hesitate when stabbing yourself, because I would. Exactly. So <laughs> that's my evidence. You there. made the comment about like maybe it's a suicide, and so uh, this is what begs the question: is did he stab himself? Well, an overload, an overload of work can do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that further. Um, so his cause of death was determined to be the drowning. We know that. 
in the backseat of the car. So once they discover his body and they start looking at all the peculiar evidence, mm-hmm. they find the $200 from the ATM scattered about in the backseat, as well as a pool of Jonathan's blood in the back seat. So he was sitting back there stabbing himself. Maybe. Or, I mean, maybe. I mean, who, I'm just flipping was... sides so fast. It's so hard. <laughs> Whatever you want me to believe, I'll believe it. <laughs> what do you want? Did he kill himself? <laughs> Fine, he fucking killed himself. <laughs> you tell me. I'll support you. Oh my goodness. So, it's so fucking wacky. Like, his blood is in the backseat, but he was the one driving because we saw him pull up at the ATM. But, like, he could have parked... And then done it. Okay. Well, this is not, like, earth-shattering news. I'm just, Here it is. Here's um, what happened. A thought just connected in my brain, and that's the sound I make when that happens. Um, He probably, when he, like, parked, you said it was, like, all wonky boots on the... Wow. All wonky on the the cliff. Yeah. Um, And then... You wouldn't probably want to put a lot of your weight towards the front. True. So you'd probably sit in the back seat. Wouldn't you put it in park? But if it's precarious, it could tip either way. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> fine. Right? Yeah. Um, so what if he sat in the back seat and was just like, I've got a pile of paperwork at home I really don't want to do. Should I stop myself? Well, Maybe. that's the thing. Is like, <laughs> we're making this gas based off of like, he just had a lot of work. And maybe well, was he also much. have like family problems or something? So, Jenna... So, Jenna, let's talk about it. So, during the investigation, because he was a federal employee, the FBI began involving themselves in the case without being asked. They were like, hello, we're here, and we're going to do this. They found that his death was more consistent with a suicide. My actual notes, what the fuck? They cited the hesitation wounds. The FBI demanded that the autopsy results, such as the toxicology DNA evidence, be sealed from the public. Why? Yeah. <gasps> Wait, was the case he was working on, like, real, like, It was a drug-related case. We'll talk about it. It's, oh, okay. It's so crazy, Jenna. Like, literally, like, every single, like, piece of this case just continues to contradict itself. And it, at the end of it, you're just like... What did you think when you first heard it? Like, where, where'd your thought go? So like, when I first read, like, the main article that I read on the internet, like, from the Baltimore Sun or something like that, I felt like he was abducted... And maybe it had something mm-hmm. to do with his case or a previous... I mean, he's like a prosecutor. Maybe <laughs> he's a prostitute. Anyways. He's a prostitute. <laughs> well, no, now that you say that, that's so funny. Because oh. some people said, this sounds like he could be meeting a sex worker. $200 is like mm-hmm. a fairly normal amount between 200 and 300 Yeah. Oh. To hire a sex worker. And so a lot of people were saying, what if he hired a sex worker and he was going to meet her? But then, so this was on Reddit, right? Mm-hmm. And so somebody on Reddit commented and said, I'm sorry, but I am an attorney, a prosecuting attorney, and you would have to be fucking insane to hire a sex worker the night that you have an ass load of work to do. You right. have a motion due in the morning. You're going to be in court all morning. He said, unless he was on speed or cocaine <laughs> or methamphetamines, there's no fucking way that you're sleeping with your wife, let alone driving two and a half hours away to meet a sex worker. So that's just that. like, I see that. shot that idea right out of him. Like, but I mean, it is person to person. Mm-hmm. Most probably wouldn't. Okay. Are you but, ready for the two craziest? Oh, we haven't done that yet? Oh my God, no. Oh, okay. So first, Jonathan Luna was $25,000 in credit card debt at the time of his death. While this can seem like a lot, one Redditor made the comment that Jonathan Luna probably made a decent amount of money as a prosecutor, and his wife was an obstetrician, which probably meant they were sitting pretty comfy. 
The interesting part is that his wife had no idea that this credit card existed and was not on the financing for it. So that's <laughs> suspicious thing number one. I don't like it. Now, the thing that's also interesting about that, another Redditor pointed out that Luna was an assistant United States attorney, which meant he probably didn't make as much money as we think he did. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the idea of, like, you work in the trenches as an assistant before you make, like, the big boy bucks. Yeah. So you have to do the hard work and labor, per se. Yeah. So, now the craziest fact that will always come up when you Google this case is that Jonathan Luna tried another case um, previously that involved a robbery, and when money is stolen in a robbery, that money becomes evidence, Mm -hmm. because it could have DNA, who knows, like, it just needs to be um, entered into evidence. $36,000 from that case disappeared, and to this day, they don't know who took it, and in the mm. weeks preceding his disappearance, Jonathan Luna was scheduled to have a polygraph taken to determine if he was involved, and he kept rescheduling it. So, he did it. He killed himself, right? I don't Or somebody killed him because they knew he did it. Well, then why would they do that? Because they would want him to get caught. Never mind, that was dumb. I don't know. It's so... Isn't it just like, what the hell? I feel like there's just so many, like, open... So options. Open options. There's it's just so, so many, many options. There are so many options. So I broke it down into like the main options. So I said, what theories have I found? Maybe he was meeting a sex worker. We already talked about that. The oh, suicide theory. Maybe the FBI is right and the credit card debt was enough to make him want to kill himself as well as the $36,000. Relatable. Um, would... Oh, what the fuck? Oh, so some have speculated that his job was on the line. Oh, yeah. Okay, so in some of the articles that I read, mm-hmm. this is so annoying though because... So a lot of people were saying that he was, his friends say he was talking about how he was afraid to lose his job, which to play devil's advocate, I feel like if you're just like a whiny person, you could just be like wanting to say (laughs) that, you know what I mean? Like, I'm so stressed. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. I have to do well on this case. I don't know. I feel like he probably was guilty of taking the money. Maybe that's why he was making And that's why he thought that he was going to lose his job once they found out. So the thing is, is his coworkers come forward and say that that's not true. Well, not that he didn't steal the money, because how could they know that? Yeah, he but kept they didn't say fucking that. procrastinating his polygraph. They said that he is not being truthful when he said that his bosses were saying he was going to lose his job. His bosses and his coworkers said, "We never said that. We loved him. We thought he was great." So he was the one that thought he was going to lose his job, which means he took the money potentially. So the other potential theory is that maybe he was abducted like we talked about but that is really confusing with the atm surveillance and the gas station attendant saying that he bought gas for two people um if he wasn't abducted from the parking garage maybe he was abducted somewhere around his route which might explain the buying two tanks of gas Mm. maybe he bought two tanks of gas to be a good samaritan like somebody like whining that they didn't have money and him being like oh man i got you you know what i mean and maybe after he drove away they ran him off the road and Threatened him. I don't know. Which would be rude. It would be really but fucking like, rude. I also am reading some of these comments and they like make a lot of sense. And now I feel dumb for thinking that he killed himself. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so the thing is, is he didn't slit his throat. They oh. were superficial stab wounds. One of the stab wounds was to his neck. Yeah. Well, a few, a lot of the stab wounds were to his neck. But still, but it's not like, like he put the knife in his throat and had to literally drag it across his throat. These are like quick, like fast stab wounds. So some people think, 
Now, I'm going to give you the theory that I think... I'm so indecisive. I, I like, know. I'm so strongly about it, and then two minutes later, I'm like, no, he going to I literally, the entire time I've been researching this, I'm like, he did this. I'm I'm dead set. And then I'm like, but what about the $200? Like, yeah, that's stupid. So this is... Why the, would you pull money out if you are going to die? If you knew you were going to die? The toll robes. He started Are they that cash. expensive? No, but And maybe, why would you care about your, your record, maybe, though? Maybe he had no cash. Maybe he just, like, maybe he hoped nobody would... Because if if you knew you were gonna kill yourself, why would you care if people knew where you went? Yeah, that's true. Because you were gonna be dead when so, they found you. Okay, I'll give you the prevailing theory. That'll answer your question. So this is the theory that I find the most plausible. I think he, and I feel bad saying this because I'm like I don't want to taint his memory if none of this happened and like the FBI framed him or some wacky ass mm-hmm. shit. But what makes the most sense, because you have to think about all the evidence, and you can't consistently think of, like, the craziest fucking story. You have to think, what makes the most logical, what's the most reasonable answer here? And I think the most reasonable answer is it's not a coincidence that $36,000 went missing on one of his cases, and he needed to take a polygraph. I don't think that that's a coincidence. Mm -hmm. The $25,000 of credit card debt... It makes sense in the sense that maybe he was going to use the $36,000 paid off, but he was delaying it because he doesn't want to be obvious. Mm-hmm. Like he can't just, like, immediately, immediately pay for it. Oh, mm-hmm. I where that money came from. So when they started making him do the polygraph and he kept rescheduling it, he was buying himself time and he realized he couldn't fix it. He was going to lose his job. He was going to look like a fucking idiot. So I think that he didn't intend to kill himself, but maybe he wanted to stage a suicide of some kind. Maybe he wasn't going to go through with it. Maybe he did intend to kill himself, but backed out. And I think he drove out there. He started using the cash in order to hide where he was going. And I think that he started stabbing himself out of maybe frustration or embarrassment, or maybe he really did want to kill himself. And he started losing blood. And I think he stumbled out of his car, probably panicking, not knowing what to do because he just fucking stabbed himself. And I think he probably was getting delirious because yeah, of the blood, blood loss, and he passed out in the creek and actually ended up drowning. I see it. I do, but I don't want that to be the answer because yeah. it's so like, hmm, huh? Yeah. I mean, no, it's like, huh? It's just sad. <laughs> I don't know. I want to believe that he like didn't steal the money. He was a he was the he, he was, was a the good, good guy. guy. He they're mean. Somebody wanted to frame him to make it look like he felt guilty for stealing the money to take the eyes off of them. That's what I want to think. I don't know if that's true or if I could even prove or disprove or even come up with a real story for that. But that's what I want to have happened. Not that I want someone to get away with it. but I think that when you look at all the evidence, that's like the most realistic, the the safest. It's the safest thing to assume based on what we know. Was there any evidence of anyone else being there? Well, the thing is, is the FBI has sealed all oh, kinds right, of documents, right, right. and yeah. there's actually an order that got pushed through. So when things like that happen, when government agencies seal documents, they say um, typically who fights that are media agencies because mm. they want to know. They want to know. I want. They want to do a story on it. You want to know? So a huge media agency basically sued. I don't know what the word is. Sued basically put it in a motion saying that those documents should be unsealed and in february a judge said the prosecuting attorney has 48 hours to give me a reason why i shouldn't unseal these or i'm unsealing them and i haven't heard anything since then 
Oh. So the autopsy reports, which will say whether he was drunk, was he under the influence of cocaine or amphetamines? That would make more sense with the right. prostitute theory. Where were the where were every single stab wound? How deep was each one? Because if only two were really deep, he could have done that himself. And the but rest, if they're all deep, it wasn't him. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's the craziest thing. And so my dad asked if the wife is involved or if the wife knows anything, and I haven't found anything. I, don't, I can't find a reason to think that she would unless there's other stuff we don't know about. I feel like it would be... Like cheating. The sex worker. Mm-hmm. Maybe she staged it. But the thing is, is there's no evidence to even support a sex worker. Right. There's just the maybe, theory, the possibility that that's why he pulled money out. Isn't that fucking insane? Doesn't that make you just like... It makes me like scratch my head and not like that I don't know. Yeah, because it's like you just want an answer. Which is how I feel like it always is with these, like, that's this why is like, unsolved cases are not my favorite. I mean, I like them, I really do, but like, yeah, they make me like... You just like... Are you, are you kidding me? It's like that... <laughs> then what? Have you seen that meme that's like when you watch Unsolved on Netflix and then at the end they're like, and we just never caught him and you're like, what? Cool, I'm so glad I watched this for an hour. Yeah, and I'm like, what the hell? No, but how I also do we like this not... Like, sit and think about the options. Yeah. Something. So, I think that... I think it... I don't know. I'm not going to say it had to have been. I feel like part of it is really suspicious that the FBI wants all this shit sealed. And they say... But probably because it had to do with another case. Well... Not that... I don't know what that means as far as legal stuff, but... So, the case that he had due the next morning was a drug-related case where he was trying two people on, like, heroin charges Hmm. and ready for a crazy piece. I wasn't going to share this, but I feel like it's important. Go ahead. So, when he was in school, uh, Jonathan, he had a mentor that was a lawyer already. Mm. And this lawyer... I don't remember his name. I didn't write it down because I wasn't going to talk about this. Yeah. But we'll call him his mentor. Okay. His mentor... mentor, was being charged at the exact same time as Jonathan's drug case was building up. Um, The mentor, who feels like he taught Jonathan a lot of what he was doing, was being charged with being a dirty lawyer and giving information mm -hmm. to drug dealers on how to avoid the cops and how to avoid prison time and how to use burner phones. And it was in the same drug ring that Jonathan was oh, trying. Okay, that can't be a coincidence. Why wouldn't you want to talk about that? I don't know. I literally have, I feel like it has to be a part of it. I've dug and dug for information on this case and that came up in one out of like 40 articles. That has to be a part of it. You would think. But I no one's think. talking about it. Probably because they don't want us to talk about it. Probably. So let's talk it's about like, it. It's like it's so big brothery. <laughs> yeah. I don't know though. Like why would you not no, I think it. I think that's it. I think it has to do with maybe that guy. Maybe he was going to meet his mentor to talk about the money he stole. Or... Sorry, I keep going back to that. <laughs> to talk he about the stole money. the money. <laughs> maybe he was meeting his mentor to talk about the case. That Why would you go talking... there to talk about it and not like your house? Well, maybe he was like, "We're gonna meet somewhere private because I don't want to be. I don't want you to be recording me." I don't know. It seems really sketchy to meet your like somebody you're supposedly close to to meet them off in the middle of nowhere. But maybe they just, he, maybe as a lawyer, in order to get information from witnesses, maybe this is a normal thing. I don't know. But I it's don't like to be a lawyer. I feel like that's normal, but I don't know anything, so. Well, I feel like as a lawyer, you need to get witnesses to talk shit about people that they're probably friends with and stuff. Yeah. And so, in order to do that, they need to feel safe. And so, maybe you. So, would... let's take them to a creek. 
Like, <laughs> Podesta Lake Creek Sounds in safe. Maryland, in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> at night. Don't you feel ready so to that, talk? That SpongeBob episode at, at night. night. That's all I can think of when I hear that. Oh uh, yeah, that's my case, Jonathan Luna. That shit's fucking. I really crazy. liked it. That was Did you one. really? That was a good one. I like had so many cases I was gonna do, and I started reading about this one, and it was like a wormhole, and I was like, I'm sorry, I have to do this. You gotta. I liked it. It was really good. Okay, what's your case? It like made me feel good. No, not good. But, it know. made me feel bad. Yeah, that's bad. That's what it meant. <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> um, my case is weird. Let me just like warn a couple people out here. Cause is it graphic? It's re- okay. Apparently, yeah, go pee. Okay. I'll just tell them. I'm sorry, <laughs> audience. I have to pee so bad. We're so good at this podcasting. Um, apparently, a lot of people know about this one. It's just me that doesn't know about it. Um, it's kind of rapey, and so I'm really sorry if that offends you. Oh no. Celia's iPad locked out, and I don't have her password. Celia! What's your password? Got it. Okay. Um, so it's kind of rapey and gross, and I kind of want to wait till Celia gets here to tell, like, the, the details of it, but... Um, it's, it's not fun. Apparently a lot of people know it. It's Fred and Rosemary West. And, oh, you're back. Okay, hi. I wanted to wait. I was, like, awkwardly dragging out my words. So you came back to words. I really wanted you to hear it. Okay. The, the beginning is very important. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I love that. I think the most important, not most important, but, like, the main thing that, like, gets me is I want to know um, what goes on with, like, childhood, and if that yeah. can create a murderer. The effects that it has. Like, what you do you experience as a kid? Mm-hmm. So I want to go back, and I want to talk about his childhood. Fred West. Fred West. We're going to talk about him, and then later we'll talk about the wife's childhood, because hers mm-hmm. was awful, too, of course. Um, so he was born in 1941 mm-hmm. in... I'm gonna say all these. I'm not even gonna try to say most of the town names because they're, they're not gonna they're be good. Hard. Much Markle, mm. Herefordshire. Mm. <laughs> That's where he was born, and he lived on this farm with his mom and his dad and all the siblings, and they weren't like classy folk. <laughs> I would call them. So where they were farmers. In so, is this in Europe? Yeah. Oh, okay. So they were like hillbillies, but like, like the UK. The UK. Ooh, okay. Um, he was referred to a lot as a, a country bumpkin. A country, a country bumpkin. bumpkin. But say it with a British accent. Let's hear. Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> so you yeah, you do it. A country bumpkin. So that's what he was. A country country bumpkin. bumpkin. I love that. So this guy, he was raised by his parents, and they weren't very good people. So the dad, I think, is responsible for a lot of the reasons that he is how he is. Yeah. He would not only encourage, but, like, like allow and encourage incest within the family. Okay. So, his dad's motto, which I think really translated into his adult life, um, was, do whatever you want as long as you don't get caught. Oh, my. So, that's the person he looked up to as a child. Good. And to get a little too much... He would, like, regularly, him and his brother and his father 
they were he had like six siblings or something like that mm-hmm. in the family i think they had like eight but only six of them survived because like back in the day people always yeah, died yeah true know. um this was like the 40s it wasn't that old <laughs> anyway, back in the <laughs> back in the day the circa 1500 <laughs> it was 1941 they did die i feel yeah. like though it was more common mm-hmm. but they would like have sex with the sisters and like yeah and then it went as far as like with the cows that they were raising like oh bestiality kind of thing like if you want if you want it, you can take it. If you want to fuck it, you can fuck it. Go that's ahead. That's disgusting. Like, that's the kind of family they grew up in, but just don't get caught. So, you can do it, but don't let Good. anyone else. But don't speak about this, like, outside of our family. This is only us. This is, like, what we do. You just can't tell other people about it, but it's what normal. Is this fucking caveman? Like, what right? the fuck? Um, so, that's how he grew up, and he was a mama's boy. He was, like, the, the prize child. Like, she... Uh. It was, it was her little Fred, you know, mm-hmm. like, he could do no wrong, everything he did was, like, great. Um, he is said to have lost his virginity to his mother. Oh my At the age of 12. Fucking God. Yeah, so, like, I, I feel like with a childhood like this, you can't not become a murderer. Yeah, right? I feel like you're definitely not gonna be fucking normal. No. Like. Yeah, so it's, like, just icky, and it, I don't want to go too far into the, like, the, like, the, the sexual stuff into it, because it's, like, a lot. But it's, I think, really it's important. important to understand where we're coming from with him. What the hell? So he he's just, like, not, not got it off well. And it doesn't help that he then dropped out of school. Of course. When he, he was, did. like, I don't know, 14 or 15, something like that. Yeah. And he just wasn't very bright. Like, yeah. he just was basically illiterate. Yeah. Could barely read or write. Like, he just, like, wasn't up to speed with the rest of society he, he said have a very very low iq Jesus. i love that um and then when he's 17 he decides like i want to get a motorcycle we should we should do this and so he saves up all his money and he buys a motorcycle and then shortly after he crashes said motorcycle and he suffers from a frontal cortex injury like oh the frontal lobe this is which insane. is like if you could make a potion, like a murder potion, it's this literally is it. childhood abuse or neglect or whatever, and fucking frontal. head injuries and frontal in specific because that's what holds back your inhibitions your and you're like you're basically your morals. Like that's what makes you you is your frontal cortex. Yeah, it's what makes you sit and like have a filter before it you say something. Makes you weigh like pros and cons. It yeah. makes you so worry about being judged. Like. Yeah. That feeling of like, oh, and feeling is like this empathy okay? too is like up in here. Oh my so God. that got damaged pretty good in a head on collision motorcycle accident. So we love that. And That's then insane. because of this accident, he becomes like, he's already not such a good looking guy, but he's like charming enough to like, that he, people like, like, he's charismatic. People aren't like, ew, go away. Put off by him. Yeah, put off by him. That's a good way to put it. But he becomes. A little not as cute. So yeah. he injures his nose. His nose becomes really like crooked, crooky and big, and it's like not cute to look at. And then he, this part's funny to me for no reason. He like injures his leg, and so one leg's a little bit shorter than the other one. So now he's a limp. Good. And then he also has like a plate in his head, so his head's kind of like bonk, like on one side he's got like a little. He is not so set up for success. He's got it great, and he's seventeen. So now that not only is he not cute and he can't really just get women like he wanted because his whole like childhood has been based upon like 
having sex whenever he wants. Yeah. And so now he's, like, really, really not able to do that because people just don't want to be with him. Yeah. Because he doesn't look very good. And so he just starts, like, being more aggressive and more controlling and more, like... So it just starts... It makes him mad. Yeah. And he starts just, like, fine, well, I'll just fucking... I'll just take it. If that's... If you're not gonna give it to me, I'll just take it. And so then there's another incident where... Don't ask me why because I have no idea. But he's up on a, uh, like, a fire escape, like, area. Like, a fuck? With a lady. I don't know why. Why are they up there? Don't know. But he, like, sticks her his hand where he shouldn't. Or, like, yeah. like touches her in a way she doesn't like. So she pushes him off. And he falls, like, a couple stories and, like, hits his head. His frontal cortex again. What the And he gets fuck? another head injury. So, like, any chance that he had that he would even... It was just think about anything before he wanted to do it, gone. It's just gone. He just doesn't have that. He's, like, like a person. Just yeah, and it's, like, and it's, like, having this childhood and then these accidents happen, it's, like, did he even have a chance to be Yeah, like, normal? had this same person been born into a different family, like, would this Would have he have gone? been as awful as he was? And it kind of gives, pulls into question, like, there are some people that have great childhoods that but don't- still- yeah. do awful things so it's like was he bound to do these things or is he a, is he a like result of a bad environment i feel like it has to be like a little bit of mix of both yeah i feel like everybody's always looking for like the answer but then but then you have to take everything he says with a grain of salt because he's not the most honest guy oh so he lies so because oh, we've also heard from his brothers apparently that yeah. that sexual stuff with his family didn't happen wait seriously that's what his his brother claimed that, but we don't know who to believe because also, why would why would he admit that that's what they were doing on the farm all these days? You know what I mean? Like, why would you want that to be public What's business? known about you? Yeah. So I can see it actually having happened, but like trying to keep it on the contained, ra- like the, the dad taught them all to, like just don't let anyone know about it, and we're yeah. good. So Jesus, you don't know. We don't know. I I believe that it did happen. I want to just by who he turned out to be, I have to believe that something wrong happened to yeah, him. Yeah, like, something severely, like, went yeah. fire. So, he's not really a great guy. He's got all these problems. He starts becoming really aggressive with women, starts, like, just kind of, like, living out of his life, working on the farm, dealing with his brain problems. Yeah. And then, when he's about 20, so, like, three years after his accident, his sister comes forward and, like, admits to people that her brother has been raping her. Oh, Jesus. And that he got her pregnant. <gasps> and she's 13. And her name's Kitty. Uh-huh. Um, so she comes forward saying that she's now pregnant by her brother. And they're, like, getting it, like, ready to, like, try it all and all this stuff. And the mother is about to stand in defense of him. <gasps> because he's such a mama's boy. Oh, And she's, God. like, disgusted by what happened, but she will not, like... Admit. She won't do anything... About it. Against him, ever. Like, she will always be on the side. Yeah. So, like, she was going to defend him, in that case, against her 13-year-old pregnant daughter. Like, that's fun. What a stellar little mother. Those poor girls in that family. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's where where that's at right now. Um, Kitty then declines. Like, she, like, backs out of the trial. Like, she's like, I'm not going to do this. I'm I'm not going through this. So all charges are dropped, and he's fine, and he doesn't get anything. And and then they just his family disowned him for that, which I think the only reason that they disowned him because they've done like so much more fucked up stuff between the family than that, and I think the only reason they disowned him for that is because it almost became like public public so like somebody almost found out so they're like 
Well, Which you're not, not keeping it within the family, so yeah get out so they kick him out which like 20 is not too young to be kicked out or whatever but yeah he go lives with his mom's sister violet and i love the name violet yeah so it's really weird so his mom's name is daisy mm-hmm. oh, and the the aunt's name is violet and then and later he ends up with like rose oh and wow. then rose's mom's name is daisy i think so there's just a lot of weird flower names that's crazy yeah it's not important to this case but it's interesting i thought it was interesting i like that um so then while he's living over at his aunt violet's house he meets this woman and her name is Catherine costello costello um she goes by rena so we'll just call her rena so he meets rena when he's 21 and she's 16 of course she is yeah um, not only did he meet her when she's 16 and, like, fall in love and they've become this super happy couple, but she's already five months pregnant when they meet. And she's a prostitute. Yeah. So, they decide in some weird, rational, I don't know what made them decide this, but they're gonna get married. Like, right now. Mm-hmm. They're, like, Immediately. within months, they're like, let's get married, I love you, like, this is forever. And they tell all of Fred's family that, like, still talks to him. Like, they have, like, minimal contact, but it's not, like, like it was. Yeah. But he tells all of his, like, family and extended family that the baby is his. But then the baby comes out not looking like him. Oh, my God. Because she was pregnant by a, I believe it was a Pakistani bus driver that she, like, had come across during her prostitution days. Yeah. And so it didn't come out white. Like, yeah. Like, the kid of two white people, yeah. obviously. And so his super smart story, because he's such an intelligent man, was to tell his family that she had a miscarriage, but they adopted another kid to just to make up for it, to mm-hmm. to replace the baby they lost. So they, quote, adopted this kid. And this, this daughter, her name is Charmaine. Mm-hmm. So... She is Rena's biological okay. daughter, but they are telling everyone that they adopted her Okay. because the other one died. Okay. That didn't happen. That makes sense. Um, it doesn't make any fun. No, it doesn't make... Who does What kind that? of a... Oh, that's a good story. Let's do that. Let's like, stick with that. Like, they literally would have had to talk about that beforehand and then been like, yes, this is that's good. That's a good idea. Let's stick what with that. What a smart man. I married a smart man. What the... <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. Um... So right after Charmaine was born, not right after, but pretty close after, they had another daughter, and her name is Anna Marie. Mm-hmm. And so this one was their child together, like biologically, both of theirs. Um, and then right after that, they end up getting a nanny. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to like say her name out loud. Um, I don't think it has an element. I think it's ISA, or it's ISLA. Let me Google it real quick. I think it's ISLA. Either way, we'll just call her the nanny. That's easier. Okay, that's fine. So, the nanny. I don't know how they could afford a nanny. Because, I mean, I guess I don't know what his wages were. But his, can you guess what his career was? Please tell me. As a creepy, creepy, like, rapey guy, guess what his career was? Tell me. He was an ice cream truck driver. Oh my god. An ice cream truck driver. And this is the world yeah. that we live in. This is yeah. real. Like, this, this isn't happened. just the 1950s. This yeah. is real. Still happened. Well, probably not just like this, but, but still. Stuff. Who knows? Though? Maybe. Uh, so I don't know how they could afford a nanny with that kind of... I don't feel like they make the most money. Yeah. But they have a nanny, and I guess that's not important, but it just 
confuses me. That's really confusing. Um, so he is not a nice husband, as you can imagine. Yeah. So he starts uh, becoming pretty abusive. And he also starts cheating on her because he wants he does he whatever wants. he wants. Um, so then he ends up getting a lady pregnant, and we really don't know much about this, but he gets some other girl pregnant, and that kid never really comes into the picture, which you'll be surprised later because so many other kids come into the picture. But this one's not really talked about, or like she just kind of I think has the kid on her own, and he doesn't really have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. But Rena finds out, and she's pissed. And so she starts cheating, because that's what you do. Instead of just, like, leaving or divorcing. or She just starts cheating to make it even. God. And that goes really well. That goes so good. Um, he's also just, like, a not very good dad. So he was, like, known to put bars on the kids' bunk beds for Charmaine and Anna Marie. He had, like, bars on there, and they could really only, like, come out when he was working. And when his daughters would like ask him for ice cream from his ice cream truck like what he does for his job he would like beat them (gasps) like he was just not a good guy not at all um so then this accident happens okay so he's driving his ice cream truck and he runs over a boy a little boy he runs him over and kills him and says it's an accident and as far as the police can ever really find out it is an accident Mm -hmm. and he's not charged with anything okay so that's just right because you just fucking accident whatever right oh after God. getting your sister pregnant and all these all other these fucked other... up things happen in your life and this you is just a coincidence yeah so he doesn't get charged with anything he gets off just fine but he would like to not have his neighbors think he killed the boy yeah so he moves mm-hmm. so they move to another town but rena doesn't come with him initially it's just him and the kids um, but when Rena does come, she doesn't come alone. She brings the nanny, and the nanny had a friend, and this lady's gonna be really important. So her name's Anne McFall. Okay. For some reason, the two of them also wanted to move to kind of like start over and like yeah. find work in a new town. So they all move into this house with Fred and the two kids and the three women. Oh my god. Which is like kind of weird, but do what you want. Um, let's see. Oh. So he had to quit his gig as an ice cream truck driver, you would assume. Probably because of running over the child. Yeah, so he had to quit that. What a road bump in his (laughs) Oh my god. What a road bump in his career. (laughs) That's the worst. I hated that. That was so. Oh, what a road bump. Damn. So. Yeah, so he quit that job, moved to Newtown, and then all these other people followed him. And then he gets a job. Can you guess what his second his second job is oh now? Oh god, no. Just just guess if you could guess. He's a teacher? He works at a slaughterhouse. Oh my god, of course <laughs> he, he does. He now works at a slaughterhouse. Um and then in my notes I have weird messy triangle love triangle alert. Oh so good. this is where it's gonna get kind of confusing. I don't want to throw in too many like names. So I've condensed it to like what's really important. Okay. So we need to know about Anne McFall. She is the friend of the nanny that came to live with them. Yeah. So, Fred, he was, like I said, just mean to the women there. But he was especially mean to Rena and the nanny. He wasn't as hard on Anne for some reason. But she became, like, like infatuated. Like, loved him. She was just like, I want to marry you. Idiot? But she's also, you have to think, she's a lot younger than he is. Oh, true. 
So, I mean, I'm not sure how old she is, but she's a lot younger than he is. Um, so, Rena, eventually Rena and the nanny, they get sick of it. And they're like, I need to leave. We're going to take the kids. We're going to go. And they're like, Anne, like, you can come or you can stay. I don't care, but we're going to go. So, Rena calls the man that she was, like, revenge cheating on. Yeah. Fred with. In the other town yeah. to come up with this plan to like get her out, uh-huh. and so she, her, the nanny, the nanny's boyfriend, was gonna also help them, and then the kids were all gonna like leave. It was like a Just, plot. To it was gonna be Charmaine and Anna Marie. They were gonna all go because mm-hmm. those were Rena's kids. Yeah, and it went poorly <laughs> because um, Anne McFall was like trying to please Fred in any way because so he just, ratted him out. So she told him. Oh, and so fucker. he shows up during this time where they're supposed to be packing up their stuff and getting out. Because she fucking told him. Because she wanted to be the favorite or whatever she wanted to do. Whatever her this is like some reasoning whack was. Polygamist yeah. Type. Um so he shows up, it turns into a big old fight, the police come. Basically what's decided is like Rena and the nanny can go and run like go away, but the kids are gonna say. So now it's just Fred and McFall and then Rena's his kid with Rena and then the one adopted. The adopted whatever yeah. story. So Charmaine and Anne Marie. Um so then now now it's just like their new family, whatever you want to Yeah, call it's like it. all completely redone. Like this is yeah. what, he's probably stoked. Because now he's got like a new wife. He's got a with new his wife. two kids and yeah. Um right after Anne got pregnant. So now they're having a third child. And when she was eight months pregnant, she went missing. She just disappeared. <gasps> and nobody knows where she went. Nobody Even to this day? Well, we'll get there. Okay. But at this point, nobody's just, she just goes missing. Um, and this is where, like, I'm like, how dumb can you people be? Right after McFall goes missing, Rena moves back in. Convenient. Yeah. So she moves back in with Fred. I then put... Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Fucking right. for sure. Like, so yikes. Um, but that doesn't last because he's Why crazy. Why would it? Yeah. So another year later, she moves out. Again. Again, doesn't take the kids. And this is what's so frustrating to me. She leaves the kids with him knowing how yucky he is. So then now it's just him and the kids. Alone? Yeah. And it's not the third kid because she went missing. So it's just the two kids still. Yeah. Um. Just him, but it's been said, I don't know exactly, I couldn't find a lot of details on it, and I don't know if it's the most important, but whenever he didn't have, like, a woman around to take care of the kids, his kids would go to social services. I, th- I think that's what I've read, but I don't know how much that's true. Yeah, and so then, now that he's, like, single, you could say, and although I'm not sure if any, like, divorces or anything were through, but yeah. he's single, he meets this lovely woman, and her name is Rosemary Letts. And to understand her, her background's not nearly as, like, in-depth. I'm sure it is. But, like, the important stuff that, that stands out, it's not as bad as his. But it's yeah. still really bad. Yeah. So, he met her when she was 15. And at this point, he's, like, in his 20s. Like, 27 or 8 is my guess. Yeah. So, it's, like, not really good. Um, But when she was a child... She was born from two parents who were both mentally ill. Like, not horrifically so. Yeah. Her her father was a 
paranoid schizophrenic, mm-hmm. and the mother was like severely depressed, like super depressed, to the point where she would get like electroshock therapy. Yeah. While she was pregnant with the baby. Oh my god. <laughs> and so that probably wasn't what healthy for her. Time. Yeah. Like, that was the 1940s and 50s and 30s. Like what a time that this was. Doctors <laughs> happened. Doctors felt that you could give electroshock therapy to somebody that's pregnant. Nowadays, depressed and pregnant. People that are depressed and struggle with it their whole lives, if they're pregnant, they can't even take their medication sometimes. Yeah. Because it's too it's oh. too much for the pregnancy. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry, mine's kind of like just a lot of like, oh, it's just oh, a lot. Like, it's a lot, but it's like once I heard the story like I couldn't not talk about yeah. it. Yeah. So, she was receiving electroshock therapy when she was pregnant with Rosemary. Um, she then her dad gets involved and he also would rape her because we can't just have a childhood without rape can we it's it's fucking insane yeah and so it was yucky and then she didn't grow up to be like the best person because of all these things she was kind of known to also be slow like just not as developmentally delayed yeah she just wasn't as intelligent just kind of like like fred was um she also struggled with being like overweight and she was very prone to anger issues gotcha. and, like, fits of rage. Yeah. And also, she developed this wonderful taste for older men, oh which God. is good. Yeah, so good. So, when she's 15, she meets Fred. And they meet, like, a couple times in passing, like, at the bus stop. And then, like, he comes to visit her because he found out where she worked. And, like, he came to say hello. And it's like, that's creepy. Yeah. But then he, like, would have people deliver presents to his work to her work to convince her to go on a date with him and eventually she says yes um right after she is like convinced to date him he convinces her to quit her job and come nanny his kids and he's gonna pay her the same thing she won't even have to tell her parents she quit her job she's just gonna come to his house nothing ever changed yeah like just come nanny my kids so, eventually, she tries to introduce her parents to him because she's, like, in love with him and they're, like, gonna be together forever. Which, I am just so surprised that he got so many women to love him when he's just so bad and ugly. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I that's I saw rude, the pictures of him. he's so not cute and he's so, like, but just terrible. you have to understand, these are women with, like, issues. Like, he's targeting women that yeah. are not, they maybe don't feel like they have the, they have a low self-esteem, probably. Right. They don't feel like they're gonna get anybody. So, on some level, maybe they're just fucking settling, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, like, I don't know why would you settle for that, but... I, oh, my God. Teach their own, I guess. Teach their own. But, fuck. So, her parents were obviously not thrilled that this is who her their 15-year-old daughter was dating. And they ended up sending her away to, like, a troubled home for teens. Jesus. And while she goes to this troubled home... He, Fred, actually gets put into jail for, like, petty theft. Mm-hmm. And then while he's still in jail, she is, like, released from the home. And yeah. she's just turned 16. She waits for him. Oh, the one of the reasons that they put her in the home was because there was rumors going around town that she was over at Fred's house being a prostitute. Oh, good. So, yeah, that's good. Um, So she gets out. She's 16. She waits for him to get out of jail. Which eventually, like, shortly after he does. And then she goes and moves in with him. Because that's what you do. Um, right after she moves in, like, about a year 
she gives birth. Because we just pop out kids in this oh story. Um, this daughter's name is Heather Ann, and she's going to be really important. Okay. Um, so, one of the icky parts about this is that Rosemary's history of, like, sexual relationships with her dad did not end as a kid. Oh. And they think, a lot of people speculate that Heather could be her, her dad's baby. So, like, mm. yeah. So, she goes, Fred goes back to jail for theft. Again. Again, for like another six months. And now it's just Rose, and she's taking care of his kids. All three kids now Charmaine, Anne Marie, and um, Heather Ann. Mm -hmm. So, she was also awful, and she was very abusive to the children. And really abusive to Charmaine and I want to believe that it's because it wasn't Fred's like biological child yeah and she was like kind of like the odd one out there yeah and and while he was in prison he she ended up murdering her <gasps> yeah she ended up killing her from like child abuse gone too far so she killed his daughter while he was in jail and like stored her body somewhere until he got back and then when he got back they just buried her like he didn't like he was like well Gotta take care of that. So just buried her. Um, like it's then, a chore. Like yeah. It's like, like a task that needs and to be done. And they told everyone that she just went to go live with her mom. That's with disgusting. Rena. Yeah. They're like, oh, she just went back to live with Rena. Like told the other kids that too. And then I, I imagine how that made the other girl feel. Other yeah. Rena's other kids. Like, oh, she didn't want me. Oh my goodness. So they did that. That was really awful. Um, eventually, Rena came looking for Charmaine. And when she came to confront Fred, he killed her. He killed what? her. He just killed her. The mom. The, well, How? the Rena. I think he strangled her in the back of his car or something like that. And then he severely dismembered her body. That's disgusting. And put, her, like, different parts of her in different bags and buried it throughout the yard. So now we're at, like, Charmaine's dead. Anne McFall's dead. missing. Yeah. Um, Rena's dead. And then this is where they move to the very famous house that, like, all the like a like, fucking house of horror. That's like, like what they call it, like the murder house or house of horrors or something like that. It's uh, twenty five Cromwell Street is where they move. It's a three story building, and they rent out rooms upstairs for people to like stay because it's extra income, you yeah. know. So they live there, and um, let's see. So she, right after moving in, they have another kid. And, I'm sorry, but the when name the name on this is so like okay. funny. I love it, and it's like actually like really creative. I couldn't think that killers could be so funny. Okay, what's it? She was born on June first, and so they named her May June. May June <laughs> from May to June. That's anyways. Um, so Rose does not like end her prostitution career now that she's a mother. Because it's how many. It's an income for them. She flourishes in it. Like, she ends up, like, there's a room upstairs that's called Rose's room. And she has heavy, like, traffic in and out of there. And she would lie to people and be like, yeah, I'm a masseuse. My husband does abortions. That's why we have people coming in all the time. Because she'd have, like, men and women come up there all the time. Women? Oh Both, yeah. And then um, she even had, like, a light on her room to say when she was busy Oh and my god, like, like a like a, like a red light, yeah. Oh my god. And like it was like a thing, and it had peepholes so her husband could watch, of course. And her thing was taking it too far. So whenever she'd make people uncomfortable or give them like pain, that's what like really got, got like her going. She really enjoyed like the like 
like the just tortury type yeah like that it's like taking things too far like crossing the line yeah that's what her thing was and she was like making a good income doing it too because other people probably get off on it too like yeah but like she was like too far um oh so she ended up having eight children total three of them were at least not dreads they were clients kids yeah which you could imagine with how many people yeah. she's probably <laughs> sleeping with i'm sorry but he is so terrible at coming up with stories to cover himself he would tell people and his kids the reason that the three of them didn't look like him and had different skin colors he had a great he had a great grandma that was black so that's oh, where that came from that's like shameless <laughs> have you seen shameless uh-uh. oh my gosh they have like a black fred has a black kid his name is fred too oh i don't no. know i've never seen it i don't know what his name is anyways but the the dad has a son that's black and that's what they say he's got a grandmother that's black nice um yeah so it gets it gets really bad she is more abusive than um fred even to the children yeah and like more violently like physically abusive and then also even to fred she like tries at one point i read a story where she like tries to stab him but he slams the door and so she stabs the door instead and then she almost like her hand slipped and she almost cut off all of her fingers and then her response was like jesus christ fred now you gotta take me to the hospital <gasps> like it was like that kind of like just like normal just like that's like a movie yeah like, like it was awful um she had they end up like pimping out their kids in their <gasps> prostitute house and lying uh, about their age and they would stay in the room so that they would make sure the kids would not tell them that their age was wrong that's awful yeah it was just yucky um they ended up getting another nanny her name was carol owens this poor girl they they did some not good stuff they would like touch her and like make her feel really uncomfortable but she ended up getting out like after being like beaten and stuff yeah she ended up getting out and telling her mother and they attempted to press charges yeah and which would like pull up everything you know um but then she decided not to testify charges were all dropped they walked away with like i think like a small fine maybe they had to pay for like indecency or something stupid but then they were free to just go about continuing to do the to do all the things they did so this is where it's going to kind of just speed up because there's not a lot of like i don't want to go into all the details but they ended up killing at least at least five that we know for sure yeah more people that just like stayed within just the clients street. and yeah. people that ended up all women in. yeah of course they were and this is what's so weird up to me they would kill these people and every body they ended up finding from them was like dismembered but in such a weird way in like a like a trophy kind of way oh like an ml like they had in a specific mo would take all of their fingers their toes and their kneecaps what and they, no one knows where they are oh they've my never been God. found for anyone what a sick bastard their toes fingers and their kneecaps like what a weird thing to take um eventually heather when she gets older this is what that one i was telling you is important mm-hmm. she ends up going missing after talking about like wanting to run away because she hates it there and all the stuff and it got around that that's what her mom does for work and she didn't deny the claims at school when it came around so they were like oh you're going around telling the whole school like i'm a prostitute that what we do in our home and that's not what we do what goes on in our home stays in our home Mm -hmm. just like his dad yeah and so she was like really abused and then she goes missing of course 
and they start coming up with all these lies like the mom came up with a lie that she was like some crazy lesbian that was corrupting things and like which like okay sorry you hypocrite like yeah, yeah. you do for work literally like, i don't know it was just a bunch of bs um they like made up stories about credit card fraud and like don't call your sister because like she'll get in trouble if you try to find her so like to keep all the other kids yeah at bay. trying to find her eventually then they're one of their other kids because they have so many her name was louise and she was 13 when she confessed to her friend and her friend's mother that her dad had been raping her and like filming it yeah and so that was really not good um the mother go her the mother of the friend ended up reporting it to the police thank god finally somebody like is doing something um they get a search warrant at the house and the children were put in foster care the next day good literally the next day um but what ends up happening she ends up not wanting to testify <gasps> what the fuck? so they are acquitted of all charges uh but the young kids have to stay in foster care so during all this like they're starting to wonder like the police are like well where are Raina, shemaine and heather like who are the- these people are all we want to interview them to ask some questions about this, about case, this case but all of them have like no traces of existing anymore so they're missing and nobody's ever reported any of them missing and so they they end up digging deeper and digging deeper and they get a search warrant to search the property for the remains of heather because he used to joke to his children if you misbehave you're gonna end up under the patio just like heather what the that's what he would tell his kids yeah and so they ended up digging up his yard so february 25th of 94 94 fred confessed to killing heather but he also said Rosemary was not involved even, like, whatsoever. Oh, so he covered for her. Yeah, I'm like, what, what a nice a guy. sick fuck. Yeah, so they end up finding her body in the yard, and her fingernails are separate from her body, so they think that they took them off in, like, a torture kind of thing. Oh, my God. They end up finding all of the bodies of all these people um, in the yard, like, yeah, so many people. And Rosemary, to this day, declines any involvement. She is alive in prison right now. But Fred, when he was arrested and put in prison, he hung himself in jail. Of course he did. Yeah. Because he's a big, fat fucking loser. Yeah. And he left a suicide note, and it said, like, tell me this isn't weird. It had a picture of, like, a gravestone. And yeah. it said, in loving memory, Fred West, Rose West, rest in peace where no shadow falls. In perfect peace, he waits for Rose's wife. Ew. Like, ew, like, who are you? That's disgusting. Um, he can rot in hell for all I care. Literally. So, to round it up, oh, also Anna Marie, one of the daughters, after the whole, like, trial and stuff like that, she was, like, really guilty that she survived. She's, like, survivor's guilt. Yeah. Same as, like, Carol. She ended up trying to commit suicide by jumping off a bridge. That's she was okay. Horrible. She ended up making it, but, like, you're not really okay after that. No. Um, yeah, they're known to have committed at least 12 murders. Like, that's a small number to probably what they really did. Yeah. Between 67 and 87. And Fred ended up claiming there was 20 further victims that he and his wife has killed. Um, not in one place, but, like, kind of spread about. And he was going to reveal one per year to investigators, but he killed himself, so we don't know anything. of course he was. Yeah. So, long story short... He was, he was awful. Fuck. And she was awful, too. If You could even argue that she was not worse. How did like, two terrible, terrible people like that find each other? Like, that's I disgusting. don't know. Like, 
I cannot. I cannot. This even. comment: head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Knees and toes. That's <laughs> fingers, toes, and knees. Caps. That's knees, caps. Like, <laughs> knees, caps. That's so. How do you remove? Oh yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's so and, weird thinking about like. I just don't get it. How did his parents become like that? Like, what the? I don't fuck? know. Like, like, where did the problem start? Like, we know his parents were not nice, but like, they probably didn't just become like that for fun. No. So Something how do you it. stop this somewhere down the line? And like, somebody should have intervened. Because now, well before now, his son Stephen, one of the kids that they had. He's been, like, arrested, I'm pretty sure, like, quote me if I'm wrong, I'm probably wrong, for, like, being a rapist now. Oh, Because that's what he was taught at home, too. Good. Because so that's what his normal is. Yeah. His normal is that he can do whatever he wants whenever he wants. And that's supposed to be acceptable. If you fucking keep it quiet. Yeah. Just don't get caught. Just keep it at home. What a fucking family. Jesus. So, sorry, that one was kind of, like, a lot. It was just, like, I such a heavy hitter in the so sense heavy. that, like... To have two people, essentially two people, do so much damage to so many fucking lives. And for what? Their own their own pleasure. Their own fucking fantasies. Whatever they wanted, they got. Because they could. That's just so crazy that like and what he was this finally went down like the end of it was in the nineties. Yeah. What the hell? He was um 94, February 94, he was finally, like, arrested and, like, confessed. I just cannot imagine, I'm like, like, I just, like, how do you, how do you, how do you do that? I don't get it. I mean, most, I hope people, not. <laughs> most people won't ever understand it, but at the same time, I feel like it's almost borderline offensive to be like, well, maybe he was bound to be that way, because I feel like a lot of people... I don't know that anybody grows up in the same situation because that's people all fucking insane. Have stuff, but not like that. There but... are people that have such traumatic experiences in their childhood that come out the other end perfectly, maybe not perfectly healthy, but perfectly competent. Not murderers. <laughs> not murdering rapists, pop out 13 children. Like, and who knows how many? He probably had other kids. Oh, yeah, because they were just like. Because he was participating in the clients upstairs as well, so you don't know how many people. And of course, if you find out that he did something like this, you're if you're a woman who got pregnant by him, you're not going to fucking admit it. Like, no. Absolutely not. No. So who knows how many kids he has, how many, like, murders he's done. But, like, I'm sorry, I just, I heard that case, and I'd never heard of it, but apparently it's I've never big. heard of that either, actually. And the more I just, like... I expected to be like, oh, this guy, and he killed people. And like, this is going to be a funny story. So not funny. Much. I did not mean funny. <laughs> it was going to be like an like a easygoing, like, yeah, like a shorter one. Yeah. But like then a quick, uh, it kinda. became to be this big one that I really cared about. <laughs> it's just so I got wrapped in. crazy. And there's so many people involved. Like, yeah. And keeping it all straight kind of hurts your head. Yeah. But it's just like they're all important. Is there like, I want to know, like, I want to watch a documentary or something. There's got to be. Is. There is. There definitely is. Be. Oh my gosh. I feel like both of our stories today are, like, just wacky, like, in their own specific ways. Like, just not, you can't even comprehend, like, how any of this can even make sense. Like, yeah. Mine is more like, you don't understand what happened. What happened. Yours is like, I don't Why? understand how the fuck yeah. it goes that long. Like, where are the clients not speaking up? Like, 
even if you're a client of something like that, you'd think that you would have some level of fucking conscience, like, oh, mm-hmm. these children are not being treated well. Like, I guess maybe you don't see it, but, like, fuck. Yeah, they were so not. I, like, didn't even go into the details, but there was a lot. I know, and, and I don't even want to because it's just like too much for like the average person to want to know. And I feel like with some of these stories that are big like this, like I don't know, like pieces like John Bonet and like things mm-hmm. like that, we're gonna have to like tag team. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's like, like kind of wish we would have done or like done a two part for that one because there's so much more I could have said. Yeah, but it was like I was too deep to not do it. Yeah, this like week. yeah, like no fucking going back. Like, that was the one I picked, and that's what we're doing. I think when we consider some of these big serial killers, like. I know some of them are so overdone, but I hope that, like, maybe with some of them we can put our own spin to them mm-hmm. and, like, put in our own thoughts and opinions, like, that maybe we do the big cases, like, Ted Bundy or whatever, just to do it, you know? H.H. H. Holmes, Especially that Ted... one I'm so into. Oh, I would be so thrilled to do that, that one. That would be so fun. And Ted Bundy's interesting because it's, like, Utah. A lot of it yeah. happened in Utah. U- University of Utah. Yeah, it's all right here. So and that's Zac something that's I just think of Zac Efron when I hear of Ted Bundy. There's so <laughs> many cases. I think that that's such a good movie, though. Yeah, it really is. It's called, what is it, like, Shockingly Evil mm-hmm. and Incredibly on Vile on Netflix with Zac Efron playing Ted Bundy. Oh, my gosh. It's good. And I love Lily Collins. So she's, I'll watch anything. She's great. She is so great. That case is crazy. Like, there's so many. I'm just so stoked to be able to, like, have an outlet to just, like, vent about this shit. Yeah. Every weekend because there's so many. Like, even me and Jenna's, like, we have a Google sheet where we just, like, keep track so we don't accidentally do the same murders. And even just in the few weeks that we've been doing this, we're to 25. Two of them are from the comments of this episode. But I've got cases from France. Uh, California, Australia, Indiana, Canada, like, there's just so much. And I don't know about you, but once I hear one, I have to talk about it. Same. I'm like, somebody else has to know that she died like that. Yeah. (laughs) And it's so hard because some of these stories, they talk, sorry, they talk predominantly about, like, the murderer, and I want us to focus on so many of them as, like, what about the victims, you know? Yeah, like, can you imagine being Heather in this well, one? I think Ted Bundy, like, it's all just, like, how did he grow up and what was his life like? And it's, like, fuck him. What about these yeah. poor girls that were victimized and they were sought out because of the way they looked? Like, what about their lives, you know? So I think, I don't know, I want yeah. that to be important. Sometimes It's just so hard because some of these serial killers have so many They're victims. so interesting, but it's also, like... I don't know. How and, do but you... I want to know the icky stuff. <coughs> I just, I like knowing the, the icky background stuff. It's crazy to me because it's more like the fact that this can happen is insanity to yeah. me. And it is happening. Oh. Again, and again, and again. Every sorry, week. Too much. Every week, every Saturday, we're going to talk about it. Okay. All right. We had so many viewers this week, and I'm so excited. And we're running. Didn't we, I didn't pay attention. Time. Time. We did. We had so many people join. So we're going to do this. Hopefully, most Saturdays. I do work on call shifts every, probably once every five Saturdays, so we're going to have breaks every once in a while, but I'm going to start- Hopefully we can pre-record, though. Yeah, that's what we want to do, is pre-record and maybe do mini episodes um, that we can release in- Should we do, like, mini themed episodes? Just mini episodes. Yeah. I like Comment some themes that you think would be good for a mini murder thing. I like themes, like, geographical, like- 
um, crimes of passion. Like there's mm-hmm. so many different themes. So we'll start sharing this on our Facebook. We have a Gmail between the crimes at gmail.com. Share this with your friends and family. Because or no. <laughs> I mean, do what you want. We're not sure how we really feel about this yet. It's so new. But I feel like I like doing it, but do you like hearing it? We'll find that out. Will we'll find out. One for the book. So, <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for joining. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.